Shopping for the best e-commerce tips, tricks, and techniques? Looking for better ways to push your product out of your online store? Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the e-com experts. The e-com experts show you what you need to know to be a successful online retailer. Learn their search marketing strategies, their web marketing wisdom, and their calculated conversion measures. Please welcome the host of Ecom Experts, Shauna Siegel. Hello, 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 and welcome everybody to the show. If you are listening live, today is holy cow. Well, I got a clock that says it's and my watch says it's the twenty fourth. And truly, honestly, I have no idea what day it is. <laughs> we are in South Carolina. Drove down here on Sunday all through the night, 18 hours, and I'm just completely lost. And I'm working off the laptop. So if I feel a little funny, sound a little funny, or you hear some extra noise, let me apologize in advance. Because uh, there's a lot going on here. And um, it's kind of scary because you walk into this big, beautiful $3.7 million house. You go to look at the back where the lagoon is, and there's a great big sign that says, don't feed the alligators. And then there's another sign that says the alligator that lives in the lagoon is lagoon is very aggressive. So it's a little scary, <laughs> but I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be all right. So hopefully y'all can hear me and, and um, I'm so glad to have you here. And if you're not in our chat room and you want to come in, go to webmasterradio.fm, click on the chat link. We would love to have you um, because my guest for today is the awesome Shirley Tan. And instead of doing some big bio, I thought, you know what? I love to hear people's stories. So, Shirley, welcome to the show. And if you could, can you like, I love, I want to hear your story. How did you even get started in e-commerce? Hi, Shauna. How are you? I'm loving it. Loving life. <laughs> so how did I start on to e-commerce? Well, I had a, um, I had a, I was, I had a retail store, retail wholesale business back in the uh, late 80s. And, um, and you know, towards the 90s, right, our, we, we were relying on the business that walked in the door. And the building that we were at, which was the San Francisco Gift Center, and anybody who's familiar with that building, it's like, you know, like it's, comparison to, it's comparable to like the Atlanta Mart or the Dallas Mart, where you needed a lease license to get in. So if and then they police this, you know, uh, vigorously uh, on the uh, at the front desk. Uh, if they don't go in, that means those people uh, don't get into our, our, you know, don't get to see our store and buy from us, right? So um, we were really one of the uh, thing that uh, I guess concept that dawned on me was uh, we were very limited to the traffic that walked in our our building and also to the four walls that I had in my business. So I kept thinking at that time, how do I go beyond the four walls? That was the only thing I was trying to do was go beyond the four walls. Right. So how, how I did it was, uh, so at that time, right, the only thing you really could do was do what, you know, the successful uh, mail order catalogs were doing, which is mail out something, get a list of some, some kind, right, get your hands on some mm -hmm. list and mail it out. And that's how I first started out uh, you know, doing interstate commerce, if you will, right? And um, and then the internet came about. And that's how I got into e-commerce. 
Wow. Wow. And, and by the way, I hated the man order catalog business. <laughs> <laughs> I hated sorting bulk mail and sorting this, sorting that. It was really expensive and we couldn't, you know, uh, really get the ROI that we wanted for it and all that work, you know, and all the risk, printing catalog, uh, having, um, by the time your catalog was mailed out and we had, you know, we were having, um, what do you call these, uh, ring bearer pillows made for us and guest book made for us. We were out of a fabric. Uh, the design is still showing up in our catalog. I was like tearing my hair out. So there was nothing I could do about that. But now, uh, these days, oh, you're out of that fabric, swap it out, change the picture, you're good to go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, things were definitely a little more challenging, you know, then, but you built this really amazing, amazing company and then you sold it off. Yes, it's I like, did. <laughs> ah, ah, you know, um, so, you know, I've always wondered like, what are you doing now since you've sold American Bridal? So since I sold American Bridal, I uh, took some time off, renovated my house, and, uh, and I'm, you know, I, but I love this e-commerce space, right? Um, I love the whole, you know, strategy, online marketing. I love all the entrepreneurs in the business. I'm always like, how do you do, how do, you do this? How do you do that? You know, um, I'm always, I like the learning process most of all. So I decided that uh, to reinvent myself and, uh, and to uh, stay in the game, you know, I'll, I'll e-commerce consulting and, and I'm, I'm loving it. It's great. I got great clients. I get to be in the space without, you know, without the daily, the daily stuff. Right. The, right. Da the daily unsexy, unglamorous stuff that everybody thinks is so, you know, glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time on the Big Bang Theory, um, they said to the guy, you know, Stewart that owns the comic shop, you know, he's yes. like, you know, I'm the owner and they're like, you're the owner. You're so lucky. And he's like, yeah, I get to work all the time and I make about a dollar 79 an hour. <laughs> we, we all have our versions of that, you know, 50 cents, a dollar 50. I'm a negative cause I'm in debt and I'm, you know, uh, funding the business or, or I give up a paycheck. You know, I mean, we all have, you know, something similar and yeah. That's actually the reason why I wrote the book, which is uh, I'm trying to, um, I guess, you know, you could use the word save, you know, that's not exactly the right word, but I'm trying to help people get a very clear idea of uh, what does it really entail uh, getting into e-commerce. E-commerce is not a passive activity business. If you want mm -hmm. that, buy real estate, you know, buy real yeah. estate and, and, and get a good tenant, and then you then that can be passive. It can be passive income, right. but right. e-commerce is not passive. No, not, and, and not, people, not in the design business, not in the fulfillment side of the business. Right, and people think you know if you build it, they will come, and it's like it's not yeah. the field of dreams. You know, you really no. have to work it. But you know, you mentioned your book, which is Ecom Hell. Um, which yeah. I love the name of it, you know, so you're going to have to tell our listeners more about the book because that's just awesome. <laughs> so the book is, um, so I'm very much like a, you know, you know, I function on what do I have to do today? What a task list, you know, prioritizing, 
checklist tasks, right? That's that's the way I'm. That's the only way I can operate you know, and 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 make it through the day. So you know, even in my personal life, right? Okay, you know, check the you know. Drop off the kids. Pick up the kids. That's on the kids' calendar, right? <laughs> Don't forget yeah. to pick up the kids. So just in, just like you know, in your personal life and in your business, and I I operate the same way. So the book is structured very much like a checklist, taskless oriented questions to ask, right? Um, and and to and to try to help you remember or to, to see. Oh, I have to follow up on this. I have to check on this, right? It's it's always the things that. Uh, let, we later on, after we talk to other entrepreneurs, that we discover. Oh, I wish somebody told me that. I discovered right. this the hard way. And and my goal is, you know, before you quit your day job, before you you um think it's you know the the path, you know the grass is greener on the other side is like here's here's what your life would look like if you dived in. You know, mm-hmm. take take a preview of it, right? And see, you know, do you do you want to do this kind of job all day? Do you want to talk to customers all day? Do you want to, you know, let's just use the word, you know, have employees, right? You know, um, do you want to deal with, you know, suppliers who are, you know, uh, giving you a hard time, as, as an example. They may or may not give you a hard time. Who knows, right? But right. Um, it's all the things that goes into it, right, and um, that goes into running a business, you know, and, uh, the only difference is, you know, you're you're selling, you know, uh, possibly even worldwide, right? So there's so many dynamics that goes into an e-commerce business, and that's right. really the, you know, the biggest reason is I wanted to help people get a clear picture of what e-commerce is, and it's not passive, uh, it's not a build it they, that they will come like you mentioned, and it's not a set it or forget it strategy. You know, that's that's the right. thing that irks me the most. When I hear people say that, oh, just build it and and then don't, don't have to worry about it. Well, you won't you won't get what you want out of it if you build it and for, forgot about it because it's forgotten to give you revenue <laughs> and ROI too. You know that's the yes. other side of the coin, right? Yes, yes, very, 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 very much so. You know, and I think about you know when we talk about the checklist and the, the to do list. The reason why we are in this beautiful house here in South Carolina is because our best friends just got married and invited us on their honeymoon um, because there's so much room and it's so beautiful. But I remember for the wedding, you know, it was like we were going through multiple checklists and multiple to do lists for the wedding. And you, you know, you don't see that a lot for somebody starting an e-commerce business. And you know the great thing about wedding is there is a end in sight, right? <laughs> With an e-com business, you know, I mean, really any business, right? You know, the good news is there is no end in sight. You want to keep it going. You want to keep it sustaining. You know, the employees, the uh, your family, and in servicing the customer, right? So the good news is you hope there is no end in sight. And the bad news is um, it could really wear on you, you know, and it could really take a toll on your you know, on your uh, psyche, on your uh, financial uh, finance finances, and, and and your health as well. So, having a template, uh, you know, I, I hate using the word blueprint. Using a blueprint, right? Um, mm-hmm. And a, and a, and a way to step by step follow what to do. And what I think what's unique about the book is that I cover the comprehensive side of running an e-commerce business. You know, there's a lot of great books on SEO, 
online marketing, social media, and and my book. Uh, touches a little bit on each to let you know what you have to look for, and there are resources online and on the book as well to, go, you know, do further research. You know, what book should you read? You know, for a PPC and and social media and Pinterest uh, strategy. But you know, in terms of all of that, at the end of the day, how are you going to execute? Right? Mm-hmm. Are you going to ensure that uh, when you build up your team, what are they going to focus on? Because you know, I was just at a conference and some, you know, the, the joke was that some people were saying, well, I don't want to work with employees and I don't want employees. They, they give me so much headache. But, you know, I, I started thinking and I kind of changed my introduction to my um, presentation. And I was saying, you know, if you are saying that you're allergic to employees, you might as well be saying that you're allergic to making money because yeah. – you can only do so much. You know, there's only so much time in the day, right? So you have limited growth. And maybe that's okay with you, right? I mean, that's okay too. There's nothing wrong with saying, I'm happy with making X and I can, do, I can make X with, by myself and I don't have to have, you know, have other people be responsible for other people, however way you want to, you know, um, say it, right? But that's mm-hmm. fine. But as long as you don't say, well, I want to make a million dollars all by myself. Well, you need some kind of push-button software thing that will let that happen. And even with that, I don't know. Who does – I don't know anybody that has something like that. So I, I can't wait to meet that person that has a push-button business that they can yeah. do all by themselves. That's right. So, That's right. Well, you know what? If anybody knows a- one, I want to meet them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> if you're well, doing it, I want to meet you. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, let's take a real quick break and kind of start at the beginning for – you know, what, what you should be contemplating if you're looking at starting a new business. And then we'll look at, you know, maybe some benchmarks and what kind of reports. So we'll just like start from the beginning and work our way down. But we're going to just take a real quick break, guys. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. And you're listening to Ecom Experts on webmasterradio.fm. Time to check out our sponsors. Ecom Experts will return after this. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate display media or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Are your online campaigns getting more clicks than conversions? Then you need to sign up for Conversion Conferences 2013, happening September 30th through October 2nd in Boston. If you want to start increasing revenue and stop wasting money, you ought to be at Conversion Conferences 2013. Discover why Conversion Conference was selected as one of 2013's must-attend conferences by under 30 CEO and why over 900 leading companies send their marketing teams, web designers, and executives. What's more, webmasterradio.fm 
listeners get a 10% discount on their pass. Simply register online at conversionconference.com with promo code WMFM or click through the Conversion Conference banners on the webmasterradio.fm website. Wouldn't it be nice to invest less and convert more? See you at Conversion Conference East 2013 in Boston, September 30th through October 2nd. Sign up with promo code WMFM for 10% off registration right now at conversionconference.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Jim Hedger and Dave Davies bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Webcology. On demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're back with the Ecom Experts, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Shauna Siegel. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking to the author of Ecom Hell, Miss Shirley Tan. She's absolutely awesome. And, you know, one of the things that I often think about when people talk about hiring employees is um, a very important lesson that my mom taught me and is sometimes still has to remind me of is what is your hourly worth when you are actively doing something to promote the company or do something like that. And if your hourly worth is, let's just say, $50 an hour, then should you be doing minute details such as um, even – <laughs> one time it was so funny I was I printed out a bunch of stuff and was putting punch holes in it and in a binder and she's like that's not worth your time you know that's an eight dollar an hour employee job not the CEO job so I I always think back about that um, and think you know you have to know what your hourly worth is and are you doing things that's worth that time or should you hire someone that an eight dollar an hour person can do and that's absolutely, uh, you know, uh, right on in terms of like a, a metric, right, that uh, you should be, you know, self-monitoring for yourself, right? And even yeah. for your employees as well. You know, uh, when we used to uh, run American Bridal, and my DP would say, you know, she's doing this, doing that. And sometimes, you know, I, I would like, you know, you know, from a, hopefully a nice way, right, be coaching her saying, is that best use of your time, you know? And if you didn't do that, what else could you be doing? And, and, and really helping not just even yourself, but, you know, if you have a team, is, you know, coaching your people to say, uh, and it, it, uh, coaching your people to so say, what is best use of your time? But not do it in such a way that, oh, the, the you know, hole-punching thing is a demeaning type of work, right? But, no. you know, there's only so much time in the day, as I mentioned earlier, and, you know, you, you, uh, you put the talent towards the, the activity and the focus that you would get the maximum ROI because, you know, what people's, you know, that one of the metrics that you mentioned earlier that we should talk about, right, is, um, uh, yeah, you know, is 
I, I, I look at when I look at uh, my clients' financials, right, is, you know, the labor to sales ratio, right? How much labor does it cost you and how much of sales do you generate? But I don't look at it necessarily from a, uh, oh, you know, you have to cut people and make more money, right? I'm looking at it from, like, productivity level, right? So if you have... Uh, if you're telling me people are pulling their hair out, they're they're um, they're uh, it's going crazy, and and the you know the the process, even if there is one, is falling apart because you're shorthanded, right? Then you got to look at your labor to cost ratio. Does it make sense? Is it the number that you can uh, that you are happy with? And and when you do that, that's also an indicator to tell you uh, is it time to add more people. You know, and if uh, instead of saying instead of making it being very subjective, I well, I think you know, I think this, I think that, and my gut feeling, this gut feeling that. If you remove that subjectivity, right, of it by having the metrics and benchmark uh, and a way to measure your business, then it takes away from the uh, conversation. Well, my idea is better than your idea. Right. Right. Conversation. Right. You know, and you kind of mentioned like you know different you know, benchmarks type of and, and metrics we should look at. But if we start from the beginning, you know, sure, sure, absolutely. First, like if somebody comes to you and says, I'm even thinking about starting a new e-commerce business, what advice would you give to them um, for just starting the, the business? So actually, that's actually a common situation for me. And I had this with a, uh, a recent, um, so she's actually a friend. She's a, a She's the, you know, she's a friend, and um, and she wanted to get into this business. Or I'm not going to say what it is. And um, and I was saying, asking her. I said, so I asked you know, there were standard questions like, do you know anything about this business? And the answer was no. Uh, are you going to quit your your job? And she says, well, yes. And I'm thinking, okay, uh, you know. Uh, strike one, <laughs> kind of like, or my in my in my check box will be worry number one, you know, um, right. and then and then two, um, and she was gonna put some investment money into it, right, ten twenty thousand, something in that range, right. So my concern with her would be, for example, I would say you don't know anything about this business. What makes you think you would be successful, right? So if I'm being harsh, right, I would say, you know, what makes you think you'd be successful at it if you don't know anything about it, you know, number one, right? So right. the, um, you know, the, the old adage about being passionate about the business, well, it's hard to be passionate about something that you don't know anything about, right, number one. Not, that, not to say that she can't learn it, okay? So, mm -hmm. so now the element of she has to be able to check off her list that I can learn this business and be passionate about it, Right. Uh, and then the second thing was, I believe, um, oh, her answer to me was, I just want to make money. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's fine too, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, except for the part where when things are tough, that's where passion kicks in. So I don't believe that you should be passionate about a business, right, just for the sake of being passionate about it. But know that if you're passionate about it, it yanks you out of the bed in the morning when you right. just had a tough previous day or a tough night, right? right. That's, what, that's when passion kicks in. So I was, you know, I was kind of concerned for her, right? And, um, and I haven't talked to her in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I popped her bubble and she doesn't like me anymore. I don't know. Um, oh, I'm uh, so, sure that's not it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's not it too, I hope. Yeah, so I yeah, hope she's still I my friend. 
you know, friends are the hardest, right? Friends are the hardest because, you know, at least with other people, they're like, oh, she's judging, you know. Other people can, because they seek you out, they will think, oh, well, you know, that's advice I got to think about. With friends, it's like, you know, oh, you know, judgment, judgment. I'm not trying to be judgmental. Right. But I got to give yeah. her the tough love, right? Or else she'll say someday, I can even talk me out of it. What's wrong with you? What kind of a friend are you? That's you know, right. That's like, right. Tough love is the biggest one, you know. And when people are you know, really trying to figure out what kind of business to open. One of the big questions is, you know, how do you separate those um, productive niches from the unproductive ones? Well, so the, I like, right? So I've been in the wedding business, so I know what a one-shot deal is, right? <laughs> I can mm-hmm. repeat business, but, you know, mostly wedding is a one-shot deal, right? Yeah, just so, hoping it's not repeat business. <laughs> yeah, it's not a repeat business, right? And the chances of extending the lifetime value of the customer is pretty nil. So that's one criteria, right, is uh, if I had to do it over again, you know, what is what kind of niche will allow you to extend Okay, the lifetime value of the customer, meaning that how often can you get the customer to buy from you over and over and over again? So, class in case, and I hate using Amazon as a model because they're so ginormous, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a book reader, you're an avid reader, the chances of you only buying one book in your lifetime, pretty slim, right? So, oh. how many, you know, so the repeat business in that category is very high, right? So, that's one. Same with music, right? high consumption rate if you uh, I mean that's why iPod is so successful right because they got you to they made it easy and then you just bought bought and bought I have like 300 songs in my I, I on my telephone you know right. it's not counting what I have in my library right so it's it's you know things that are uh, extending the lifetime value I like things that are consumable so anything that health category, vitamins, supplements, cosmetics, um, lotions, potions, you know, any of that stuff, things like that. I'm a, I'm a girl, right? You know, I don't know how many body lotions I have that smells like cucumber and cherry and rose and all of those things, you know, because I'm right. pickled, right? I like, I like all of them, you know, watermelon. So, um, so things in that niche that appeals to, you know, multiple purchases. Right, uh, the um, my daughter's like I want to stop by Bed and Bat, you know, and and smell everything and buy something, right? So mm-hmm. that 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 niche um, and things, you know, at the end of the day, is you know, will people keep coming back and buying more from you? Not just from the product level, right? It's the, you know, um, I I always say that people are hung up on looking for the next killer product. But mm-hmm. it's the it's the customer service is the uh, it's the the value and the relationship that you build with the customer that keeps them coming back because the product is you know you once you bring it on somebody's gonna knock you off right unless they can't or harder I mean look at Apple all the patents in the world you know still they have to go to court to dispute who owns what right so right. you know so the next killer product is not the answer you know right. I, I want to know who, who has the next killer customer service thing that you would just like, well, you just go, well, yeah, they're, 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 who, who wants to give them more money, but we all do. You know, it's kind of like mm-hmm. Amazon, right? We all complain about Amazon, but we're all Prime members. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of like that, right? Guilty as charged. I'm raising my hand because I am a Prime member. 
<laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Oh, you know, love it. Now, um, I, you know, I really wanted to kind of ask you um, about the big mistakes that e-commerce owners really make over and over again, and even some metrics we need to look at. But um, I think we might need to take just a real quick break. So, guys, okay. don't go anywhere because we're learning lots of amazing stuff from Shirley Tan, and you don't want to miss out any of it. So, um, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with you. Time to check out our sponsors. Ecom experts will return after this. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101. On demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're back with the Ecom Experts, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Shauna Siegel. Hey there. Welcome back, everybody. All right. So um, let's kind of talk about, you know, let's go into the metrics first, because you know I love talking with metrics. And stuff. So what are the seven key metrics that we should really be looking at? Okay, seven. I don't know if I quite have seven, but I'll go through some of them, okay? And some of them okay. might be, okay, let's you know, roll five, over. Sorry. Okay, let's do the so most important. I think, <laughs> okay, so I think one of the things that people make a mistake on is that they don't, they only look at, you know, one set of metrics. I, I think most businesses look at something, okay? The question is what to look at, right? And how to apply it and what actions to take from it. So some people only look at their financials, 
right? They're, they're meaning that, and they might be only looking from the financials. They might only be looking at their their profit and loss statement. No, they always say, oh, I just want to, I just want to see the bottom line. If I'm I'm at the bottom line, I'm good, right? So I think that's that's a mistake. That's number one. You need to you need to expand your financial uh, review, right? So you need to look at your your balance sheet. You know, you look at your assets, like. How is your assets working for you? Uh, as an example of in, in commerce, an uh, asset would be inventory. How, uh, how many times is your inventory turning for you? If you're turning twice a year, you know, that's pretty slow, right? And uh, some people turn, some, some businesses turn, I don't know. I mean, Amazon, I would imagine like 24, 48 hours, you know, or, or, or something crazy like that, right? Something, you know, that's as normal, non-superhumans cannot do but you know i like a three or five time turnover is, is pretty good right your 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 inventory is not sitting there right your uh it's not it becomes stale okay so that's number one and then if you're only looking at balance sheet and p l you're not looking at your cash flow you're not looking at you know how um do you have enough you know uh funds to run your business for your working capital or are you stuck with um you know, are you living from day to day? Your business can live paycheck to paycheck as well. Uh, so that's that's not a good sign, right? So whatever the cash flow that makes sense for you, uh, you need to realize that are you in debt and is your debt financing the business? And, you know, if that's the case, and there's, again, nothing lo- wrong with that as long as you're re- leveraging properly and that you're not using debt to – you're not using debt to be in denial, I guess is the way I could say it. Um uh, you know, and not, you know, so well, because it's rotating, but you're you're paying all this money and losing profitability to interest payment, as an example. So that's one step for the financial, right? So, and I mentioned turnover rate. So from an employee side, um, how often are your employees leaving? How often are you recruiting? All of these activities, while in themselves is nothing wrong with it, but you got to say, if you have a high employee turnover, this it's a you know it's a systematic problem that could be pointing to something bigger right and it's also it's very expensive you know hiring new people letting people go you know your your uh, unemployment um i think in california it's called edi employment something disability insurance i don't know what it's called exactly but uh you know that rate is going to be very expensive and you're having to pay that because there's so much turnover in your uh, in your you know in your crew right and then training and all the mistakes and you know because it's a learning curve right so all of that can be very costly as well which we don't see because we just kind of think of it all oh, it's the cost of doing business you know the cost of doing business needs to be measured right and not just kind of say it because that's what people say right it's the cost of doing business and people just say that like it's you know like it's I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but like it's acceptable, I guess, you know, and I'm saying challenge that, challenge that. Don't feel like it's acceptable. That's true. Okay. And then three, you know, uh, uh, while we're on the uh, employee section, talk about productivity, right? So, you know, you could think about, so once you, you, you have the standard operation, right? Uh, think about, um, how many SKUs are uploaded to your website? You know, that's one of the things that we always struggled with, right? And uh, in, even in my own business, you know, even having a process, we always struggle with that, right? Because there's a lot of things that goes into it. You know, the biggest stop when people hit the wall is like, oh, i got to rewrite the description. 
then it becomes a slow crawl, right, of, of getting that. So the question is, if you only got one, two people writing the thing, uh, description, maybe you need to expand that. Maybe you need to, you know, I'm going to use the dirty word, outsource that. You know, outsource does not mean offshore, okay? Outsource can also mean just someone outside your company, okay? And then uh, let's see. The number of orders packed and shipped a day, as an example, right? So metric. And it's not to turn people into robots, okay? You need to find uh, the optimum level for your business so that you could measure your label to sales ratio. So when people are screaming at you saying they're stressed out and they're uh, struggling, you know that, well, this person, you know, on the average, your company can ship 100 boxes per employee. And when you get over that level, you know it's time to add add help, right, even if it's seasonal. So, um, oh, you know, one thing that people don't measure, and we were pretty good about this, right, is the, uh, is, I think corporate speak, they call it demand, demand sales versus uh, captured sales, okay? So demand sales, like, let's say you did $7 million, but you only bank six and a half, right? Well, right here, you just lost half a million dollars in cash flow, right? So it's like, well, what happened? You know, so those are the questions you need to ask. Did we have it in inventory? Yes or no. Did the supplier drop the ball? Yes or no. Did we, um, I mean, you spent all these marketing dollars to capture the sale, to get the sale, but you didn't get the sale. You just got somebody to add the click to cart button, right? So right. that's another metric that people just forget because they're just looking. If you only were looking at your financials, uh, you know, bottom line, you would never see that number because right. that number exists in your analytics. Right? It doesn't even necessarily exist in your order processing because order processing would only capture sales for the day. Right? It doesn't say, hey, here's a report of all the, all the orders that we drop because you just kind of ignore that, right? You know, um, and most, most businesses do. They just kind of forget about it because it's not top of mind. So right. let's see. What other metrics? I've got to go to my book and cheat sheet <laughs> and take a look. Because well, my memory what? is not as good as it used to be. No, that's okay. You know what? I, I, there's there's two important questions I want to ask you. Um, what do you think are biggest mistakes that you know these e-commerce and e-entrepreneurs are making really over and over again? Because I know we see quite a bit, um, and I'd love to know what you're seeing. Um. Okay. Two. Two mistakes. Uh, the thing that comes to mind is probably not measuring. Right, that's number one, and and then and then when they do measure, they're not sharing the data across the company wide. So what they do is marketing has their own numbers. They look at their Google Analytics and they do their thing. Right, purchasing department, even if they were measuring, are doing their own thing. You know, and they're not sharing their 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 um their dashboard, so to speak. They don't have one dashboard. Everybody have their own dashboard. They're operating in silos. They're, they're hunkering down and doing their own thing. And therefore, there is really no communication, right? There's no input from, from the warehouse saying, you know, warehouse will complain about something. And, well, I don't know why they did this. I don't know why they did that, right? But they don't communicate that across the, the, the table, you know, and everybody's sitting in the same room going, okay, this is our, met, our metrics, this is what we measure, and, and sharing that across the board, okay, and really risking the, the um, risking, right, here's the risk, okay, is being called out, 
right? You're, you're called out. You didn't meet your numbers or, or something, you know, related to that. But there's also no celebration or they celebrate internally, right? Oh, yay, we did great, you know. Wow, give me high five. But there's no – other people don't know what other people are doing, right? They go, well, I have no idea what those people do. You know, they're always partying. They're always on Facebook. That's what I was here. <laughs> they're always on Facebook. They're always on Twitter. And I have no idea what their job is. I could, and then somebody goes, I could do that too. I could be on Facebook all day and get paid. So, you know, is it true that they're always on Facebook and not getting measured? I don't know. You guys have to come up with the metric to say, you know, to show some ROI for the time that's spent, whether it's, you know, uh, customer engagement, customer service, or, so you know, marketing, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. So sharing the data, sharing the data is the key thing that I think is unmissed. Mm, and we were guilty of that too, you know, so that's the only reason why I, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Yep. You know, we, we, we kind of do it, but we don't, right? And we're not consistent, right. you know, right. so yeah, those are the lessons I learned. Those are the lessons I tell my clients now to pay attention to, you know, we have to, and, and creating a system so that you can execute consistently. And that's, that's the hard part, right? Because, you know, you're, you're working with people, you know, people are inconsistent. Right. <laughs> so that's why the process has to be consistent. <laughs> right. Yeah. We definitely have seen that inconsistency. So here's a question that I think is very interesting. Should you have an exit strategy going in, like, from the very beginning? You know, something. so, you know, we hear that all the time, right? Begin with the end in mind, you know? What does that really mean? I, I, the way I would use it is this way. Um, if I was starting out right, right now, right, the way I would do it is, you know, no, nothing is perpetual, right? You know, and... Um, at least that's not my experience, you know, for small business, right? And um, so I, I think how I would use it is design the business so that it can be an exit strategy at any time, okay? So meaning that you structure it in such a way that it's, it can be turnkey, that you could say, let's throw out the paperwork, I turn in the keys to you tomorrow, I'll train you on all the stuff. Here's all the manuals. Here's all the knowledge base. Here's all our dashboard. You know, I'll stay and consult with you 60 days. But our business runs like a well-oiled machine, and you, and you could comfortably put your hand to your heart and say that, right? So right. that's how I would approach it, okay? So will you, you know, wanting to sell it? A lot of companies do that. A lot of dot-coms are set up that way. They don't even try to get to profitability because they say our strategy is to get acquired, right? So they're going to try to build up their cash flow to get acquisition. They're going to build up their customer list to get acquired. You know, whatever it is for each person, it depends on their stages in life and their goals and purpose and all that good stuff, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, I, that's, so to answer, I hope I answer your question, right? So should you build it with exit? Some people don't want exit, you know? Some people want to keep it going, right? And that's okay yeah. too. But you have to structure it in such a way that you're not working in the business. You know, I hate that saying too. <laughs> working on the business instead of in the business and how do you do that, right? And that's what really uh, Econ Hell is about, right? How do you, 
how do you work on the visionary stuff that everybody tells you that you should be doing? You know, that's all nice and good. You know, you know what to do. How do you do it? It's always the, it's always the struggle, right? right. And uh, that's how I would approach it if I was thinking of, I think I say something to that effect to begin with the NMI in my book, right? Because that's, that's what people want to know. And that's what they're comfortable about. They know what that means, right? But, right. you know, how, how do you do it? How do you, you know, begin with the end in mind, right? And, and at some day, you know, you do want to cash out, you know? I mean, in my business, that's how I looked at it. I didn't have a, you know, a site, you know, I didn't have a good 401. I was a, you know, I had a SEP IRA that had $15,000 in it. All my, all my money was in the business, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you did it that way, how do you protect your business, right? So there's a lot of people now who, you know, Penguin Panda is wreaking havoc on their business. So all that, the business, if you want to call it that, or the savings in the, that is the business, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty scary, you know? Right. You might so it's almost like playing with stock market. <laughs> and I've done that too and made and failed, you know, um, um, victoriously. <laughs> well, I know that you can absolutely grab your book on Amazon. Yes, we can go on and on uh, about <laughs> e-commerce. Well, we can, we can. I love I love e-commerce. We can go on and on about it, but yeah, I could talk for 48 hours in a row, and I'm sure, you know, you can too. But, you know, unfortunately, we have to, like, cut the interview at some time so the next show can go on, which yes, you know, yes. I, I guess I will share. Um, but, you know, if you if you were to give any final words to the store owners out there, what would that be? Uh, listen to your customer. Listen oh, to your employees. So I guess one word, listen. Listen. I love listen. that. Talk I less, li- listen more. Yes. I love that. Love that. Okay, sorry. That, you know, you could use that throughout the entire life too. <laughs> so we know we can get your book on Amazon.com and it's called Ecom Hell. And so far, it's gotten absolutely glorious reviews, which congratulations to you, because that thank is just you, so thank awesome. Thank you. I've enjoyed um, meeting all kinds of people, and and uh, I get my book, review the book, share it with your team, okay, and and don't be allergic to making money. <laughs> I love that. Don't be allergic to making money. Just start making more, right? Yeah. What a great team. You can make more money. Well, if anybody wanted to, like, find out more about you, do we have a website that we can tell them to go to? Uh, my website is ecommercesystems.com. My email is shirleytan at ecommercesystems with an S dot com. And uh, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, you know, all the usual social media stuff that um, – we're all addicted to do these days. Yep, <laughs> so I'm on there. Please reach out. You know, love to hear your input on the book. And, you know, good, bad, or ugly, you know, if it's it's not for you, I would love to know what, why, you know, and, uh, and how I can improve for the next time because I want to be a good listener. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, Shirley, thank you so much for being with us today. We thank you, Shauna. Thank you for your support. And, and, and you know, we get told good info, just, you know, so that's Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. Right. Have a oh, have a great day. Oh, thank you.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Everybody who's listening, thank you so much for being here. Um, you might want to kind of like stick around for the next show because it's about women, social media and politics, which could be extremely interesting. So you might want to hang around and check it out. And I hope that I'll get to see you guys again next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern for another edition of Ecom Expert. Ecom Experts. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.